Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. Looking forward to having Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church back in studio. He saw him on Sunday, last Sunday, a week ago today, and he asked me if he was still my co-host. Yeah, you're still my co-host. Just can't get you in studio. And until uh, Entercom says it's it's safe and you can come in, but when uh, when you come back, Pastor Ken, it'll be a good show. I will book no guests that week. I'm sure you got a ton of stories. I'm excited about today's show. I had a chance to talk to Terry Tolbert. He's the president of Sports Outreach uh, yesterday for a while, or a couple of days ago for a while, and uh, excited for him to talk a little bit about this company that that he has uh, he's been with just a short time. But I can tell you that he has been around in in this arena, the arena of sports, the arena of faith, uh, for a while, and and looking forward to our time with. With, again, Terry Tolbert. As we're talking to Terry, sportsoutreach.net is the website of the company that, that he is the president of. He's living in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Terry, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for the time. Yeah, you bet. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your Florida days where you grew up. Before we get into sports outreach, want to get uh, people updated and get an idea on, on who you are and where you came from. But the Tampa Bay area, University of South Florida, uh, my brother Tim went there, the the, the mighty Bulls at uh, South yeah. Florida. That's uh, that's your hometown. Yeah, and that's actually my alma mater as well. So I went to uh, uh, University of South Florida for both undergrad and, and grad work, and I grew up there in, uh, in, in Tampa for uh, my whole young life and had a chance to work there professionally until 2002, uh, and when I when I moved and eventually headed up north. But uh, uh, had a great run in in Tampa. Uh, you know, we we always struggled with the Bucks there. You know, and so it was one of those teams that was was difficult to cheer for. Uh, you know, the old, the old saying was that you would put a, an extra ticket or two on your windshield uh, for a Bucks game, and you'd come back, and there'd be three or four more there after that. Because uh, there was always extra 
extra tickets for the Bucks back in the day. You know, I um, the first outdoor soccer game I ever saw was the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Yeah. And uh, I think Rodney Marsh or I, I, I just know being in that stadium. And I and, and my brother said, my brother Tim said, hey, do you, you want to go to that the soccer game? I said, absolutely not. have no interest. He said, come on, man. It's really a fun event. So I ended up going and having a really good time. And, and you know, my niece, um, Kylie, she works for the um, ABC affiliate in Tampa. And she does uh, the kind of action news. And she does where she goes out and looks at, you know, if there's problems with somebody doing something. And she's uh, an award winner. She's an Emmy Award winner for action wow. news. And uh, she went. To, she grew up in Tarpon Springs, Florida. It was a sponger, Tarpon yeah. High School, and and I get a chance to go there. I've got a brother in Sarasota as well, and and uh, my brother over in Clearwater, the Tarpon area. We uh, we head over to Clearwater Beach quite a bit at, to Frenchies. Have a little grouper sandwich over at Frenchies. So, do you yeah. miss? Do well, you there's, miss Florida. Well, there's uh, oh, there's 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 Papa's restaurant in Tarpon too. I don't know if you ever been there. Yeah, I have. You know, I have. When when uh, I stayed with my brother Tim, he loves that place as well. But there's something about that little Frenchie's on Clearwater Beach that that he loves those grouper sandwiches. So yeah. Hey, do you get back to Florida much anymore? <clears throat> you know, I do. Um, I have two older brothers, and one of them uh, lives in Tampa still, and he has a couple of adult children, and so lots of reasons to go back. Uh, you know, I still have a lot of friends there. You know, I grew up and played uh, baseball all the way through high school and uh, was supposed to, to play in college, but injury kind of ended that. But it but it ended up opening up uh, a whole different door for me to move into ministry. And uh, when I, when I kind of hung up my cleats for playing baseball, I started working with teenagers in the church and uh, ended up working in ministry for over 20 years. So you know, I think God has a way of making some great things happen out of things that you're not expecting. Oh, I, I agree with that 100%. What position did you play in baseball? <clears throat> so I played uh, outfield primarily, and, um, you know, I played for Plant High School, which is in uh, South South Tampa, uh, and I have a lot of friends still there, and uh, it's really like a small town, so another reason that kind of takes me back periodically to go is is friends and reunions and you know there's still a, a very close network of people that i stay in contact with now you know i tell you my my brother tim got out of the, uh, he was in the army and this years ago and the gi bill he he uh, didn't want anything to do with the winters uh here in wisconsin when he got done yeah. ended up in tampa ended up going to university of south florida i think they were the brandon bulls back then and he um just he's never moved out of that area. He fell in love with it, and he met his wife Patty uh, there in Florida, and and they've got two beautiful girls, and and one is on on the news as I talked about. The other one works over at Disney World, and you know he has stayed in that area for you know for a really long time. So he uh, he likes it. Uh, that's for sure. We are talking with Terry Tolbert again. He is the president of Sports Outreach, and as we get into what Sports Outreach is. Uh, sportsoutreach.net is their website. Hey, Terry, um, you've only been with Sports Outreach for a short amount of time, correct? Correct. How, how long, when did you start as the president of Sports Outreach? So I started on June 1st uh, with Sports Outreach, and 
you know, I worked uh, in the nonprofit space for about five years prior with another nonprofit uh, and um, got contacted by Sports Outreach. And, you know, I really have a heart for international mission and their sports outreach is connected a lot with Uganda and Kenya, uh, Central America. Uh, They're even branching into to now into India. And it, it really sort of fit with not only my, my passion for, uh, for nonprofit, for reaching around the world, but even the countries that I had been working with for many, many years, there was definitely an overlap. And even during COVID, you know, which is not normally a time when people are starting new jobs, uh, it just worked out that we just kept talking, even though COVID was, was alive and well for the first uh, few months of the year. Um, it, it just worked out for me to start. And they're actually based in Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, so I work remote here out of Charlotte and travel, you know, as need be to visit our our donors and, and visit our partners around the world. You know, on, on the website, and I found this really interesting, Russ Carr, who was the founder, um, and, and he and he put, uh, he's the founder of Sports Outreach, and he put a quote that I just thought, boy, that that is exactly what how I have felt for a long time. Um, sports is, is a unique all-train vehicle that knows no bounds. It, it mm-hmm. is international in scope, interculture and appeal, and there are no cultural social hang-ups. It, mo- it moves swiftly through all differences, race, religion, age, and gender. gender. Sports is a c- great common denominator, opening doors to all levels of society, teamed with ministry. The potential is incredible. The impact is staggering. And I read that about three or four times. And, and Terry, I have to tell you, I totally agree with that. I, I've talked to other guys that said, look, we, you know, depending on where we're going, you know, we in Brazil, we just bring a couple soccer balls and literally they roll them out and That's watch right. kids come to play. And then we start talking about, hey, let's do a Bible study. We're going to do a little, uh, some lessons tomorrow. Why don't you bring your friends? And, you know, if it's in Cuba, they, they throw some baseballs on the field. And all of a sudden, or basketball on a basketball court. And it's yeah. amazing how it doesn't matter if you speak English or you don't speak the language of the country that you're at. You bring a basketball or a, or a soccer ball or a baseball, and all of a sudden you've got people hanging out. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Russ Carr started Sports Outreach 32 years ago. Uh, exactly what you're talking about, Mike. You know, he, he took some of his soccer players. He was a coach at Westmont College, and uh, he took them on a mission trip to Africa, and he, he wanted to reach these young people. And, and just like what you're talking about, he, he was like, how do I get all these kids to show up? And he literally threw a ball in the middle of a field, and about 50 kids showed up, and they had a great game. And they were able to sit down after the game and, and kind of share the gospel with them. And, you know, it was just a powerful moment, but he realized right there, this is it. That sports is the connector. Sports is the unifier. And it's the thing that around the world, whether you speak the same language or not, it's a great way to reach people. Well, I don't know if, if Russ is still um, with us, if he's still with your company, but as the founder of Sports Outreach, He's got to be really proud of where this company that he founded is is headed and where where they are right now. Well, he he is still alive and he's still very connected, um, you know, to what we're doing. A lot of our board members 
uh, and donors have known him since the beginning. Uh, so he, he definitely is, you know, very proud of what, of what we're doing. You know, the other piece that, that Russ was very committed to and that stayed true to what our mission is all about is not just to use sports to reach people, but we're really all about helping to recruit and equip and train leaders around the world. Uh, because we know if we just come to a, a country, stay for a week, play some sports, do a few things and leave, we can make a minimal impact. But if we can build leaders in those countries, you know, people that are indigenous to that country, then we can help teach them how to fish. And then those leaders can begin to reach out to other people while we're not even there. Uh, and it's something that Russ was committed to. Uh, and we're still committed to to this day uh, that we go to a place. And what, what our mission really is all about is what we call both on the field and off the field, where we definitely have a role uh, on the field as coaches are trying to teach young people the, the fundamentals of a sport. Uh, it's where you build those relationships and you, you know, teach them drills and skills. But, you know, we're also very committed off the field. And those are the things where you have Bible studies and you're committed to, to discipleship and mentoring. Uh, and even in some countries, especially here during COVID, we have feeding programs and we have vocational schools and medical clinics uh, and things that you would say that has nothing really to do with sports. But we look at it as the sports is the vehicle to reach them so that we can do all those things off the court and off the field. Boy, that it's really exciting, and and again, I've been on their website uh, for a couple of days now, and and just kind of popping in in and out and and looking at different things that they do. Uh, the website is sportsoutreach.net, sportsoutreach.net, and we're going to talk to Terry on the other side of the break. We're going to ask him for his testimony, and we're going to talk throughout this show about how some of the people that are working for sports outreach, how they get paid, and can we help them? If you're feeling led. There's going to be a way for you to help some of these people continue on this this mission trip that that is really important, whether it's here locally or it's somewhere you know throughout the world. But when Terry talks about on the field and off the field, that's a big part of what they talk about. You know, they they I think that everybody would agree. Boy, they you go on that website, they do a great job on the field or on the court. But off the field, it might be even more important the work that they do. And we'll get uh, talking to Terry about that. Later in the show, he is Terry Tolbert. He's the president of Sports Outreach. Restoring Hope, Transforming Lives is their kind of their cell line, their slogan. Um, and, and I think it really fits. Again, Restoring Hope, Transforming Lives. Name of the company is Sports Outreach. You can check them out at sportsoutreach.net. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back as my co-host as soon as possible. He's the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest for the entire hour is Terry Tolbert. 
He's the president of Sports Outreach. Again, restoring hope, transforming lives. You go to Sports Outreach, one word, sportsoutreach.net. Get an idea on some of the things that they do. Hey, Terry, let's before I ask you for your testimony, can we talk about the decision? You were a pastor, and the decision to, to get out from um, being behind the pulpit to, to going out and doing some, some things that you're doing now, which is you know missionary work all over the world, was that a difficult decision for you? You know, um, it's a it's a longer story, Mike. But but basically, what what happened? And just to be honest with you, I got really frustrated uh, with the American church. Just to be honest, you know, it was it was really around the fact that everything was about Sunday morning. You know, as I worked in five different churches, it was all about putting on the Sunday morning show. You know, the, all the energy and the effort went to having great sermons, great video, great music, great experience. But then it was pretty much like, see you next week. And then we start doing it all over again. And and my heart, really my whole life as a Christian has been about discipleship. And no matter how hard I really tried to make that an emphasis, it still came back to that people just wanted to be entertained for an hour for church. So I decided uh, to leave being a professional pastor, if you would. Uh, I started writing a curriculum uh, that trains pastors and church leaders on how do you build a church around discipleship. You know, not theory, but really more practical. How do you do that? How do you grow from a, a small group of people to where you can still reach large numbers of people, but you're doing it the way Jesus did it? You know, it's you know, Jesus could have gone and gone from temple to temple and preached to the masses, but instead his plan was to recruit 12 men. And he poured his life into those 12 men for 12, uh, for, for three years. And you and I are both believers and we could trace our spiritual heritage back to one of those 12 men at some point. So you can impact the world by starting small, and really pouring your life into it. So I uh, started going around the world uh, training uh, pastors and church leaders on how to grow small and large at the same time and really felt God's call to say, this is what I want you to focus on doing. So left the professional pastor role and went into the corporate space uh, in sales and marketing so that I could take some weeks to go do some training. And frankly, my wife and I kind of self-funded for many years to go do training and go to these third world countries where they couldn't afford any training. Uh, And frankly, Mike, you know, some of the people we met with had never had any sort of formal training in their life. Uh, Some places we went were very remote and, you know, kind of uh, deep jungles or or way out in the middle of, of rural Africa somewhere. And they were so hungry and since we've done this training, they've implemented things. They've begun discipleship groups. They've multiplied into new churches. And a couple of places in Uganda, they've they've planted 11 or 12 new churches. Uh, and I don't look at that as a, as a pat on my back, but it's more about that when you focus on discipleship, uh, God honors it. Because one of the last things Jesus said before he left the planet was go make disciples of all the nations. He didn't say go make converts. He said go make disciples. And that's a whole different ballgame. 
We are talking with, again, we're talking to Terry Tolbert. He is the uh, the president, and he's been the president of Sports Outreach since June. And what I like about that, and we had this conversation the other day. I said, look, you're coming in to Sports Outreach with a whole different new set of eyes, and I'm good with that. I, I would love to have an hour with you to discuss some of the things that you guys do. And, and Terry, it, it, it's funny because when you said, look, I got frustrated with the, the you know, American church, our churches here. And there are times, and I talk to a lot of guys, and there's a lot more frustration throughout the country than I think maybe a lot of people know with our local churches. I'm, I'm so blessed to be at a church like Brookside Baptist Church where they still believe that that's, you know, we have to disciple and we have to talk to the men in, in this in this church and we have to make sure that we're, we're helping people. It's not all about entertaining on Sunday morning. Because, right. you know, I wish Pastor Ken was here again. I told you, Terry, we talk a little smack here on Faith in the Zone because I, <laughs> I would say if it was all about entertaining, I'm not sure he'd be the pastor here. But, boy, I'll tell you what, when it comes to preaching, man, yeah. he's really good. We're... We're in the book of Revelations right now, and uh, if that doesn't scare you, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure um, what would. Hey, Terry, with the time we have left in this segment, uh, can I ask you for your testimony? Where did your walk begin? So it, it, back in Tampa, um, I, was, I grew up in a, a Baptist church uh, with my family, but it never really made sense to me. Uh, and I was fortunate enough that I went to a Young Life program at our high school. I don't know if you're familiar with Young Life, but it's a, a ministry that really reaches just to high school students. And they really explain the gospel in a teenager level uh, with teenager language. And all I could say, Mike, is that uh, when I started going to Young Life, all the things that I had heard about growing up started to make sense. They started explaining, you know, that that God wanted a relationship, uh, and he and he wanted a relationship through His Son. And uh, I can remember clearly uh, sitting at a camp in in North Carolina called Windy Gap, and committing my life to Jesus, understanding that this was really the purpose I was alive was to come to that moment of understanding that God doesn't want rituals and God doesn't want a religion, but he wants a relationship with me. And so, you know, obviously at that point, if, if Jesus is going to sacrifice all he had for us, then it was my job to sacrifice all I had for him. So I started running as hard as I could in high school and, you know, wasn't always successful, but, uh, you know, had a group of guys that I was very fortunate that we kind of all met the Lord at the same time, and we all were involved in weekly Bible studies and discipleship groups together, and, and that's where those foundations were, were laid. And I went off to, to college and started getting involved in ministry and uh, initially was volunteering and then moved into uh, staff roles. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm very fortunate where I questioned my faith when I was in high school. I asked lots of questions. Uh, you know, I sort of fought my, that relationship. But when I finally committed myself, I've never turned back. And I think I needed to sow my wild oats or I needed to figure out that if I tried to do it myself, I was going to fail and did lots of that. But 
when I realized I needed to hand my life to him, uh, my life has, has never been the same. You know, Terry, I and I say this a lot, but I envy that about you. I envy that, that you figured it out as early as you did. You know, I, I'm 100% Irish, and I'm quite stubborn, Terry, because I keep thinking, <laughs> you know, back then, come on, I know better. You will do it my yeah. way. I'm going to do it my way. And uh, I envy guys like you that figured it out as early because the amount of lives that you've been able to impact. And, you know, for me, I'm I, it's not been nearly as, as long. And I just think that had I been a little bit smarter, a little bit less stubborn, you know, maybe that there would have been more lives for, for me to uh, to impact. Um, Terry, when... When you figured it out, and I don't know how long you've known your, your wife. How long have you been married, by the way? I've been married for 12 years. Good for you. Yeah, we're going on like 37, pal. So, yeah, wow. we started holding hands. We started holding hands in 1977 when, when, when uh, Terry called and asked me out the day after we graduated from high school. Now, she's driving to church right now, rolling her eyes, going, I don't know if I remember it exactly that way. But I'm telling you, you know, Terry, us Irish guys, we never tell a lie. So you better believe me on that one. But, you know, it uh, and and it was certainly her being such a good, strong, godly woman. Um, we have we have good, uh, really great kids too, a son and a daughter and these four great grandkids. And my my brothers and sisters sometimes Terry will say, man, your kids are such, you know, they're great adults they're good parents. And I go, look at, you know, that's my wife. That's Terry. I taught my son how to go left on the basketball court. And that's about <laughs> it. That's, that's all I'll take credit for. The rest I got to hand over to her. Again, we're talking to Terry Tober. He is the president of Sports Outreach, Restoring Hope, Transforming Lives. Go to sportsoutreach.net. On the other side of break, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the, the people that work um, for Sports Outreach, how they get paid, some of the things that – uh, they do in in a I guess maybe a daily or a monthly kind of deal and and the trips they're taking. I want to also find out what COVID has done for this company. Mm. I mean, it's obviously it's impacted it. And is there a way for for them to be able to to get back to doing what they do and what I think the Lord has has blessed them to do, which is you know take His word and and introduce Him all over the world. And can we ever get back to that? I think we can. Let's find out the timing. Again, he's Terry Tobert. He's the president of Sports Outreach. Go to sportsoutreach.net. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week, our special guest. He's the president of Sports Outreach. And uh, you can go to their website, sportsoutreach.net. But, again, you know what they talk about on that website, restoring hope, transforming lives. And then, really important, look at why. Look, you, know, you always want to know what their why is what their why and why sports and how it works and what they do on the field, what they do off the field. That part I really like, Terry, when you talk about off the field and, and you are a sports uh, ministry, why do you do things, you know, not so, so many other things, non-sports things. 
And on your website, it says the key elements of our sports ministry model is discipleship and, and mentoring. Our coaches work with the kids off the field as they lead Bible studies. They teach about character. They help with schooling. They share personal testimonies, educate about public health, and encourage them in their family life and relationships. And when I read that, and you had talked about that in the first segment, look, sports outreach isn't about making a ton of money, about putting your name up in lights, about all that stuff. That's the real basic part to me where it says, look, this is who we are and this is what we're about. And, you know, do we get it? Do we reach it all the time? I Probably not. But, boy, this is, this is our standard. This is where we want to be. When you decided to make that change and become the president of sports outreach, I'm sure that part of it was really important to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the thing that, that was really interesting, Mike, about sports outreach is that they're very committed not only to international, but very committed to domestic. And, you know, th- there might be some people listening that, that love sports. There might even be some people that are coaches. They might coach a rec league or maybe a middle school, high school program. Uh, and these are people that we'd love to talk to because, you know, a lot of people might be good at coaching, but they've never thought, can I use this as a platform for Christ? Can I use this as a way to reach young people to lead them to Christ and to mentor them and disciple them. And that's what we do. I mean, we come alongside people that, that want to use this as their vehicle, as their platform. And we have weekly calls and we have all sorts of materials that we help them because a lot of people, again, they might be good at coaching, but they need help on that other side off the field uh, to be able to disciple. And so that's one of the things that really attracted me was, you know, we're very committed. We have uh, coaches in, in eight different states around uh, the United States, and then we're in about seven countries around the world uh, and, and serving in the same way, using sports. Hey, Terry, I'm sure the people listening to Faith in the Zone get tired of me with this story, but um, it, it had such an impact on me. Uh, we had a Division three college basketball coach from Indiana. His name is Mike Lightfoot. And he was on uh, Faith in the Zone a number of years ago. And he said, Mike, inside the locker room, I was really good. Of of sharing my testimony, talking to my players, talking to my staff about my faith and asking questions about theirs. And as soon as that door opened up, I struggled. And I took some classes at church. I read some books. And then I read a book called I'm Not a Fan. And I I spent $3 on a rubber bracelet that said I'm not a fan. And he said about a week after I had that on my wrist, I was in the grocery store in the produce department, and a woman standing next to me read it. And she goes, who aren't you a fan of? And he said, I'm not a fan of Jesus Christ. And she said, excuse me? And he said, I'm not a fan because fans sit on the sidelines. I'm a follower. Can I talk to you about it? And he said, Mike, the $3 bracelet? He goes, I have 100 of them at my house right now. I will never leave home without it, ever. And because I get more people in just in the movie theater, anywhere that I go, the car wash, somebody will read it and go, hey, who aren't you a fan of? And it opens the store up. That it, the, the, He said the amazing part is the reaction I get when I just come right out and say I'm not a fan of Jesus Christ. He said people awesome. look at me like, what? And it's just amazing. So, you know, when you talked about that, 
And you talk about like if you're a coach, but and you're really good at that. But this other part is where you struggle. But you might want to get involved in a place like Sports Outreach. I'm going to let people know when they go to that website, which is again SportsOutreach.net. Do yourself a favor and walk and you know what? Go through a number of the things that they do. But then if you do have some interest and you want to know kind of like how could I get involved, go go to the tab where it says get involved and read some of the things that that might be available for you if this is something that you're being led to look at. But before you do that, go to the stories and read some of the stories about some of these these guys that are doing great work and some of the things that they've done and take a look at some of those pictures that are on that and watch the video that that is available on on that website and then go to get get involved because if look if if you're here in Milwaukee like I am and and married and have these grandkids and and you're going to probably stay in this market and stay in the job that you have you still might want to get involved and help the people at sports outreach with the the things that they're doing um Terry before we get to a break and we'll get to our earlier break than normal on 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 this segment um can you talk a little bit about how the people, how you're funded, how the people that work for Sports Outreach, how they're funded? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in the United States, our coaches uh, are all self-funded, and they raise their own support. Uh, they have their own networks through churches or through donors. Uh, and, of course, we assist them as, as best we can, you know, to give them the platform of the website and uh, give them lots of other tools and resources and T-shirts and things. But internationally, our coaches, they don't have the support base like we do here in the States. And so one of my jobs as president is to create the process for helping raising money to support these coaches that we have in in places like Mexico and uh, El Salvador and Kenya and Uganda, uh, where they don't have a safety net like we do here in the United States. And so they're 100% dependent on us to help support them. Now, I mean, the, the U.S. dollar goes a long way there, so many of these people uh, that we're supporting, they may only make $200 a month, but that's a, that's a big deal for them. So we can raise money here, uh, and we can help support what they're trying to do. Uh, in addition to salaries that we help to provide, we're helping to build uh, all sorts of facilities for them. It might be cottages that they can rent out to people who are coming to stay. It might be education centers. It might be vocational centers. We've got two medical clinics that are underway right now uh, because, again, as these coaches are reaching out, they're discovering these amazing needs that are happening with their students. Uh, so we also have an education sponsorship program because a lot of people in the states don't understand that for for them in Africa, for example, they have to they have to pay for school, and so some of these families can't afford to, to pay the school fees and to pay for uniform fees, and so we've got uh, a program that's called Lead L E A D, which helps to sponsor children around the world, and for three hundred dollars a year, you can send a, a child to school, and unfortunately, some of these parents. They have to make a decision every year which one of their children is going to school. And then if the ones that don't go to school, they go out in the field and they work. And so by the time some of these students reach sixth or seventh grade, they're done with school. And so that poverty just continues to cycle. 
because they don't have some of the resources. Uh, and so that's that's really the, the the short story of how we fund what we do. And Terry, if people that are listening want to get involved, you know, if they 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 want to get involved by by you know maybe donating three hundred dollars a year, so we can send you know another kid to school, which is incredible to me, by the way. Um, how how do people do that on your website? Again, if if people are feeling led to get more involved. You can go to their website. It's sportsoutreach.net. Is there a way to get involved uh, financially on that website? Yeah, absolutely. So if they just click to our our website, uh, there's a bunch of menus, and the last menu item is just says donate, and they can donate right there very easily, very quickly. If they want to create a Facebook fundraiser, they can do that as well. They can share that on social media and they can share a cause. And, you know, if, if somebody would like to contact me personally, I'd be more than willing to share with them some of the programs that we have and uh, some ways they can get involved. Uh, One thing I didn't mention before is that we also take mission trips and so on a normal year, we'll take between 15 and 20 trips around the world. And so church groups can go with us. We'll organize the whole thing. Uh, we had sports teams that will go during the summer a lot of times. Uh, some coaches will want to take their, their players on a trip to impact them off the field in some way. And so we'll coordinate the whole thing. We'll take them to one of, their, uh, one, one of our countries. Could be Africa. Could be Central America. It could be Mexico, and depending on what time they have in their budget, you know, we'll put together games if they want to play competitively, if they want to do clinics with kids, if they want to do construction, you know, whatever it is that they want to do. But, uh, you know, there's there's many ways that they can donate uh, by looking at our website. They can donate assets. Some people donate stock, or they might have a, 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 a an ability to, to donate a non-cash thing that their accountant might say makes sense. So we can definitely talk through all that. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, you guys, you know, I keep saying where to go the first time you go to the website and, and watch the video. And, and you know, what we do, I think, is on the field, off the field, as I talked about earlier, is really important. But, I th- you know, you may want to start with with who they are and, and take a look at their mission statement and, and I think that that alone is really important. You know, before you donate, the people, if you're listening to Faith in the Zone, their mission statement is going to ring out really well for you. And, you know, we, we need to help. We, we need to get involved in stuff like this. And, and look, I'm probably not getting on, on a plane and, and going to teach basketball on the other side of the world. But guess what? There are some, some people here with Sports Outreach that they'll do it. Yeah, if I help fund it, they'll go, and, and, and certainly I think that that, for me, is something that's really important, and it's very easy to donate. I would ask that you go on sportsoutreach.net and take a look at what they're doing, and it, and this would be a perfect time of year, by the way, you know, right before Christmas, to be able yeah. to say, look, let me help let me help them out. Let me send them 100 bucks, or let me send them 300 bucks, and, and you guys take that money and go to work with it, because you guys obviously are doing really good. He is Terry Tobert. We've got one more segment. We've got a few more questions about, about sports outreach. And Terry, we always end this show with with me asking a question like this: If I could, if I could get uh, you to put one uniform on, 
all the uniforms you you played in when you were a kid, when you were playing in high school, um, one uniform. What uniform would it be and why? And I'm going to ask you that on the other side of the break. I can tell you a couple of weeks ago, Terry, my favorite answer to that question was a woman who played professional. She was a, a, a softball player. And she had won three gold medals. She had won the uh, National Pan Am Games. And, and she said, I would put on my, my church softball uh, uniform. And I said, really? She said, yeah, my, my husband and I, and he has passed away. That means I'd get to play one more game with him. Wow. <clears throat> and I thought, boy, yeah, that's a good answer. But, man, that USA, you know, USA <laughs> uniform looked pretty good, too. You know, she said, yeah, but if I could just uh, – if I could play one more game with him, it'd be awesome. He is Terry Tolbert, president of Sports Outreach. Again, sportsoutreach.net. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. Our special guest, and he's he's been great, man. He's fun to talk to, Terry Tolbert. He's the president of Sports Outreach, Restoring Hope, Transforming Lives, sportsoutreach.net. Hey, Terry, can we talk a little bit about COVID and how that's affected um, sports outreach and some of the things that you can do? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we're not unique uh, to uh, being impacted by COVID. Uh, for for us, COVID kind of started about the middle of March. And uh, the probably the biggest impact that sports outreach has faced is was our mission trips. You know, because of everybody closing down, we had to cancel uh, 18 of mission trips this year. And we were able to get two in uh, before COVID kind of took off. But the impact of that was was large on several levels. One, we had 200 people uh, that were going to go, and so they had to cancel. And so those are 200 lives that could have been impacted in amazing ways. Uh, And then the impact of that also financially was several hundred thousand uh, dollars that we we had to figure out how we were going to either get by without it or try to make it up in another way. Uh, and one of the things that I think people could could feel good about in, in donating to sports outreach is that 85% of every dollar goes directly to program. Uh, so when when people think about well, you know, how much of my dollar is going to actually get to where it needs to go? they can know that 85% goes out in the field. Uh, so we have a very small overhead and very small admin, uh, very lean and mean. We, we try to be efficient, of course, but uh, we, we want the money to get out where it's going to do good. Uh, so this year, I mean, I came in in, in June, and uh, my position had been empty for a couple of years. So, you know, there were some processes that needed to be to be done, and so we have come in and created some structure uh, around, you know, our our development, trying to help us with uh, developing some themes. We have a 
we have a theme right now that if people visit our website, they'll see what's called I'm in. And what we're asking people to do is to say, are you in? Will you be in in the fourth quarter? Will you be in at the end of the year uh, and help us make a difference? Uh, and so we've, we've said that, you know, I'm invited and I am international. And we've used that catchphrase in, in lots of ways to, to try to help encourage people to, to give. Uh, but we, we would love help. Uh, just to be honest, you know, we're still trying to catch up from some of the impact that COVID has made uh, on, on our budget. And so people could really help us out. Again, uh, and, and I would really recommend uh, sportsoutreach.net. Go, go to that website and, t- and spend a little time on the website. And, and trust me, when you do that, you're going to see the great work that this company does. And the reason Terry Tolbert decided, you know what, I, I would love to be the president of a company like this. And now, look, he, he has some challenges. We talked about COVID, and we talked about the financial hit that, that they took. And, he, look, he's, for him to say, hey, we could use your help, uh, not easy for him. But I, it's easy for me. They need our help. And you'll feel great about what you're doing this time of year after you spend some time on that website, again, sportsoutreach.net. And uh, Terry Tolbert's doing a really good job. He's only been there since June, and you can hear the passion he has for this company. Hear the passion that he just loves this group and the work that they're doing and the things that they're going to be able to do in the future um, as long as they continue to get help from, from people that would listen to a show like this. Hey, Terry, we only got a couple minutes. Um, I, I love asking people this question. If I could go in your – if you had a closet full of all the uniforms you've ever put on to go play on a court or, the f- or a field – what uniform would you put on if I said I can get you one more game? You play one more game with that team, and uh, what uniform and who would you play against? Well, that's a great question. You know, I think for me uh, it would be my my senior year in high school playing for Plant High School. Um, Plant has a rich tradition of baseball, so making the team uh, is a big deal. Um, one of my moments of, uh, of fame, you know, we all had those 15 minutes of fame was, uh, Wade Boggs actually went to, uh, our, our high school. And during the off season, he used to come and, and, and practice with, with our team until spring training started. Uh, so I actually had a chance to spend lots of time talking to him, but you know, it was that, it was that senior year. Uh, to be honest with you, Mike, I didn't have the greatest senior year, um, had had better uh, sophomore and junior years. So I would love to go back and repeat that senior year uh, and be more of a leader. Uh, you know, I was because I was frustrated with my own performance, I probably wasn't uh, leading as best as I could. You know, I was the captain of the team, but I probably didn't do as good a job of encouraging and leading and trying to help others do better. So that's what I would like to do. You know, Terry, you're, you're 17, 18 years old. And um, at that time, we, we do on one of my high school sports shows, we do a thing called the Current Electric Superhero of the Week. And we have these kids that are seniors in high school. And when you get their bio and what they're, they're volunteering this, you know, their servant leadership heart, I didn't know where my socks were when I was that age. 
Terry. I, I didn't, and I only thought about myself. And yeah. these kids are thinking about, and it's and it's interesting that the common thread is when I go look and I ask them and I give them a heads up. You're, I'm going to ask you what your motivation has been to have such a strong servant leadership heart. And these kids, to a T, say that almost the same thing. They go, look, I didn't, I didn't know how much joy I would get out of giving. But now that I have that joy because I see the people's faces that, that I'm able to affect and help, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. And I think that yeah. has a lot to do when you talk about sports outreach. The people that work for you, and they work tirelessly, really hard. And they, they're out there because that servant leadership heart is so important to them. Terry, I thank you so much. He's the president of sports outreach. we got to, uh, we got to close this thing up. Merry Christmas to you and your family. I look forward to, to, to getting a chance one day to meet you in person. And trust me, I'll buy the first cup of coffee. Terry, it's on me. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I, I would love to meet you. And thank you for all your listeners for for being a part of the program and look forward to hopefully connecting with some of you personally as well. That's awesome. Again, Terry Tolbert, sportsoutreach.net. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.